0: Hello, so the following recording is a conversation between me and my best friend about the Napoleonic, Justinian, and Hammurabi's code. As you'll hear in the first few minutes, um, she doesn't know much about Justinian or Napoleon, and has very basic knowledge about Hammurabi. And also, this recording is 12 minutes long, and but I couldn't find a good place to cut it short or good place to edit it out. So. And also, the recording's not necessarily in order. It's just I edited it so it flows it would flow in the best way. So yeah, enjoy. The topic, of the, the topic today is Hammurabi, Justinian, Napoleonic Codes. So do you know what what's your basic information do you know about any of these topics?
1: Um, so I don't know anything about the Napoleonic Code. I remember Hammurabi was the guy um, like eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, justice and comfort, not, not comfort, but justice and fairness and all that. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember much about Justinian, honestly. I all I remember is that I think he had a really smart wife.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> was smart. But so basically, the Hammurabi the Hammurabi's code was, as you said, it was like an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. It basically like. Was the framework for most legal systems, and when it comes to the Just- Justinian Code, it's like it's it's a cod of it's the codification of like thousands of years of Roman law, basically.
1: Oh, so, like when you say Roman law, like Caesar and yeah, Ooh, so, so like pl- the Republic, not the
0: no all of Rome, all of Rome. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like for context, the-, the Justinian Code was written around the year five hundred twenty eight. So, yeah, that was, that's like a thousand years of Roman history, or Roman law, that they codified. Wow. <laughs> and think of the Napoleonic Code as basically the Justinian Code, but French, because he copied most of it.
1: Imitation is the finest form of flattery, and then in French.
0: I mean, you're not wrong
1: put it in French to make it fancy.
0: I mean Latin's fancy enough already.
1: That is true. But we might be a little biased.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you know about how so how do you think these ancient law codes affected our our current system? Well I know that
1: like Hammurabi's was the basis for like crime and punishment like that there should be uh Consequences like bare consequences for the actions you take, and then there were a lot of Roman laws that, well, like from what I know of Roman law, there are some that you can kind of see get well, like morphed and modified into like our modern um, law system, and so I guess that applies to the Napoleonic as well, since copies, of copies like in the same way that we're kind of Venetian because they stole it greek stole it from them the romans
0: stole it from greek and... okay yeah <laughs> that, uh, that's kind that's kind of true actually and so you you said earlier like the eye for the eye the truth for the truth or two for a tooth thing right mm-hmm. funny in love enough you, know, you can find that exact same passage in the old testament i think it's in deuteronomy and Uh-oh. it's the exact same wording oh.
1: Yeah, that's the famous phrase,
0: isn't it? Yeah, but guess what was the foundation for Christian law?
1: Oh. Oh. Yeah.
0: Isn't that interesting that, like, (laughs) cultural syncretism, like, 5,000 years ago, led to basically Hammurabi's legal genetics all over Christian Europe?
1: I didn't know that. That's actually really cool.
0: Yeah, that that's, and like, also what's really funny is that totally unrelated, not totally, but like uh, kind of unrelated, is that um, Karl Marx is kind of inspired by the social, how, how um, the, the Justinian code specifically, not the Napoleonic code, Justinian code specifically structured social class, and he's like, yeah, that leads to conflict, and that's what inadvertently led to socialism and communism, at least the Marxian versions. So, Marxist version. I don't know the right adjective, but yeah. It's Marxist. Okay. (laughs) But, yeah, that's... Also, there's this one French dude that came to America, and, like, he was one of the fathers of American sociology, and he was, like, a student of French law schools. And that's, like, the important part of the Napoleonic Code, was that it established schools of thought that would influence both socialism and so soci- and American sociology down the line? I oh, guess that makes sense. Like
1: there was, yeah, because the French were fighting a lot in the revolution, weren't they? So that that influence makes
0: sense. But yeah. Oh, and also, like, this isn't this is not really related to to like law and such, but. These law codes help consolidate power, which I guess will make a bit more sense for you. Because, like, the legal legal things are neither of our fortes. (laughs) But, yeah, they help consolidate power. Like, Napoleon did this cool thing with his law code that he spread out the implementation of the law code. So, like, the legal, the the political center of France is Paris. And then, like, he set it up in a way mathematically that these laws would be would be um, concentric. It would be implemented in a circle around Paris and It'll slowly expand across France and then rebound back to Paris.
1: I've never, that, I've never heard that. That's in, like
0: I think you like used math.
1: Appreciate appreciate math.
0: <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Wait, so, like, so like he had the, the influence and then wait so it started in Paris and then he just spread it out but then you said it bounced back?
0: Oh um, that's the idea at least like so they would they would um pass a law in Paris, mm-hmm. and then they would send messengers out from Paris mm-hmm. in like a circular way so that laws would be implemented in an even fashion across the country oh,
1: oh so it's not like it'll be illegal in one place and legal in the other for
0: yeah that too that's long. A, yeah, that's the major thing the french um, the Napoleonic code did was like unify France like legally because before oh. before and especially during the revolution you could literally walk to a different part of a city and you'll get arrested for something that's that's perfectly normal in a different part of the city
1: oh like how was it like last year like you could have marijuana in denver and then cross the state border and then get arrested for it
0: yeah yeah well it's like that <laughs> it basically universalized law that makes sense i see how that would be helpful to. unity. okay also I, for, I forgot something and i remembered it don't want to mention it did you know popular sovereignty also came from these laws like the idea of popular sovereignty which it, it sounds ironic because like both justinian and napoleon were absolute were massive supporters of absolutism but yeah because like there's this line in the justinian code it's summarized in two words, lex regia, lex regia, which is, I forgot how to pronounce it, it's like the law of the king. Yeah. And basically, it was, it was later used, that same line of code, was later used to justify popular sovereignty, like the idea of um, the pe- the laws exist for the people. You know, like the populists in SPQR, right? Mm. Yeah like, the, the basis of the Justinian Code and the Napoleonic Code was to benefit the people. And, like, Justinian and Napoleon interpreted this in a way that the people will always be in support of their laws. But later thinkers, like, in, during the Enlightenment, like, during the Enlightenment, referred back to Justinian, and after the Enlightenment, after Napoleon, looked back to these, like, lines and said that, hey, isn't this, like, supporting the people? Shouldn't the government, like, respond to the people and so that's how popular sovereignty came around because they thought like hey the government should exist for the people and here this law code from 1200 years ago says so that's
1: that's kind of funny actually i don't think hammurabi or justinian or napoleon would have predicted that but.
0: no 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 like justinian and napoleon were like very they tried very hard to limit it um limit interpretation of their law codes. they want to mm-hmm. keep it the same
1: yeah the less room for that, interpretation the easier it is to hit the
0: hammer yeah but yeah that's just one cool thing i wanted to add that i completely forgot about that is cool so yeah it's much of american you know popular sovereignty <laughs> the <that comes> <laughs> people. So,
1: yeah. Vote vote for That's political right. office. <laughs> 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 Register to vote now if you're not
0: already registered. Yeah, and look the idea of impeachment also comes from this. It's like there's there's some line in there that says the people have every right to oust the emperor if he ever misbehaves. Oh yeah,
1: because the emperor is
0: made to Oh then that... oh. Actually that kind of idea goes back to Hammurabi kinda. Because like, well, there was no system in the Hammurabi's Code to punish or to hold kings responsible. There's this lie. There's this part that said the king has to successfully um, enforce these laws and enforce them fairly, or else like the gods would punish them, punish the king. I mean, oh, so like this idea oh, that, oh, like, like the
1: mandate of heaven and the kind of I
0: kinda. don't know. Why
1: I jump straight to. Chinese dynasties, but no, it's, it's not like... a
0: Yeah, they said the king would be punished if they don't fairly enforce the law. So this oh. idea of that rulers should be responsible for their people through their law codes has existed for quite some time. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's basically all I have to share. And so, was...
1: what,
0: so what's what have you learned from this conversation?
1: Um, so I, I, th- I think it was really cool, the the unification of France legally with uh, Napoleon. I think that was really important because um, when you have your people united, that makes it so much easier to figure everything out and build a solid leadership. Of course, Napoleon was a, like the pinnacle of uh, good leadership. But I mean, what he did makes sense. And then, I think Hammurabi being the basis of the Christian morality and law code uh, was really interesting because that's Hammurabi's code when you hear it it's either people don't know of it or they think it's like really old and not super uh relevant especially since some of its ideas are antiquated you know you don't cut people's hands off for stealing anymore but like the very basics of the ideas they'll get very widespread since christianity is a very popular religion very popular to say but um (laughs) i think it's cool how like even if you don't think about it it's still very influential in today
0: so yep that's the end of our podcast i don't know how to do outros so thanks for listening